Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Hirith and Other Words. My name is Timothy Mangle, and with me this week is my first guest and a very close pal of mine, Benjamin Durr. Or do you just go by Ben Durr? It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, Benjamin Durr is my name, but you That's can call true. me Ben or Benny or yeah. just Durr. As long as I know you're speaking to me. That's true. Uh, yeah, so this is the first one of these things. This is episode one. I'm really excited to get this going. Uh, so the name of the podcast is Hirith and Other Words, and I figured that the first podcast, I don't know if I want to do like a topic every week or whatever, hmm. but I thought it would be good to just explain what that word means. And yeah. we had talked about that before, and I think, right, before like this whole idea came up, is or was it, it? Is it Hirith or Hirith? Hereth, Hireth. I don't know. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just keep saying it until somebody corrects me. Do I'm you think not, it's Hereth? I'm not gonna be that person. No, it's fine if you want to be. If you want to correct me on episode one, that'll be great. Is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't. Really... I actually looked it up one time, and I believe it was Hireth because I looked it up like on YouTube, like Googled, like how to say this word or right. whatever. Because I, I didn't know, like I didn't look into how to say it, but I did realize it apparently it was like an old Irish word. I thought it was. Uh, um. Oh my gosh. Ukrainian or something? I can't remember now. Oh, this is like the worst introduction to this word. <laughs> but uh, what what it means is to be homesick for a place that you've never been before. Yeah. And I feel like that really is the idea of the spiritual journey, that it looks something like that. Does, or, or, I don't know. I mean, that's what it feels like from the subjective point of view of whatever the, the path is. It's like when you're there, you know it. Mm. But when you're not there, it seems... Like a distant place, home, right? Home is what you're saying. Or like, when you're there, you know. Or in the let's talk about like the when you're in the the spiritual realm, or when you're like having that peak religious experience, and you're like, or not even that, like not even a re- religious experience about like just feeling aligned and feeling like just it, everything's going well for me yeah. today. That's a but religious experience. By religious, you mean you like something that's deep to you, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something uh, like people like to say, like people have like a, to do something religiously. Right. It's because it's something that they do as if it were a religion. Right. Like every day. Well, okay. I'm actually really <coughs> glad that we like got this like right off the bat because mm. the word religion, I, I, so when I was like going to Pentecostal church and churches and evangelical churches, the mm. word religion was kind of bad because it had the connotation of like. You know, like, you got to go to church, you got to do these things. And they were more about, like, you know, it's about relationship. And so it was a different perspective. But I remember hearing a sermon where the pastor said, you know, the word religion means to read ligios. That's where it comes from. And the ah. ligios means limb. So it means to read limb. So it's to reattach to that original source. So that's That's really interesting. Yeah. So then when you think about religion through that context and think about these things that rise up or just yearnings from people that are trying to connect to the deepest parts of themselves. Mm. Right. So that's what religions are. I guess that would make sense because to connect to like the deepest part of yourself is to in most religions, that's where you find whatever you want to put you know, to the word, right. but that's Buddha, where you find Christ, that's where God. you find God. Right. Yeah, right. is the, the the deepest which is also like the highest part of yourself, right? Well, to relate it back to what we were talking about earlier, I feel like sometimes people go through something like a religion or some like deep personal um schedule mm-hmm. or something you just mm-hmm. do every day mm-hmm. as a way to find home. Right. Even like to like, cause home can, can even be, well, if you say home, 
they're, everyone's going to have a different picture in their head, regardless right. of who they are. And like, right. you guys live in, well, you and some of your friends live in the same city, but you guys paint a different picture when you say home. Because like, I've had places in Pottsville where I lived, and I've had mm-hmm. places in other states where I lived. Mm-hmm. But home, I think, is more of a... Hmm. It's like a, it's more of a feel, definitely more of a feeling, a feeling. than a place. Right. And that's why I think like people try to use religion to get home and which mm-hmm. is kind of what I mean what we're talking about right yeah well I mean like because in like in Christianity when you really get into the religion the idea is to be going home because like that's what a lot of people sing about when they're singing like about Christianity like I'm going home and it's it's interesting how those two relate yeah and I think you know there's a there's a paradoxical thing that like home is the here and now in its greatest sense, right? Like, that's kind of, like, the hidden messages of a lot of these religions is, like, you can't... You can't escape the holiness and the sacredness of the now. Mm. Like, that's... that's like the It seems to be, like, such... That's a very Eastern thing, but there's also, like, presence in Western religions as well. I mean, mostly Christianity is, is the biggest right. Western religion. Yeah, as opposed to longing... As opposed to, like, longing for the end of this so you can be with your right. savior right instead of you know appreciating what you've been given mm-hmm. and i do think there is like something to looking down the line and mm-hmm. like hope being hopeful and mm-hmm. like and you know understanding that the trajectory of the universe is benevolent yeah and yeah. like it's 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 aiming towards peace peace and it's aiming towards reconciliation at least that's what my belief is you know and yeah. i i do believe that any true spiritual person will eventually i won't say eventually but that should be part of their belief you know like you see those posts on facebook where people like if your religion teaches you to hate other people then that's probably not a good religion (laughs) you know like (laughs) it's it just not right well and it's that's the idea of like reconnecting right and Mm. like does pushing away somebody make you better and like make you more whole and don't just well that's the thing like some people get self I know some people, I've been there myself, I and mean, we all have, same. where you get some, for some reason, there's some, like, situations where you'll just write it off as insignificant, but then you have to take yourself back a step and realize, like, well, maybe I've been in this situation before myself, and maybe right. I shouldn't be so judgmental right away, because right. who am I to judge, but just like everybody else, you right. know? Yeah, it's this thing that we're stuck in is, I mean, it's it's the overcoming of the mind to some degree of not Mm. being it's you know there's that old saying that the mind is a wonderful tool but a terrible master and that's it's incredibly true you know because i think every person who's ever had a a bout of depression or Mm -hmm. anxiety those are it's because you're a slave to your brain Mm -hmm. and i understand how hard it is to turn those off like i'm not exempt from feeling those struggles right but, you're human. Right, yeah, but that's, exactly. that's also no excuse. Right. Because, I mean, but you're also divine, right? So, yeah, like, exactly. that's... So, like... And I think... I, I want to talk openly about that on these <laughs> on this podcast and not talk about it as something that, like, is in the theoretical or something... Suppression itself? No, about um our own divinity. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I think people... I think it's kind of like a hush-hush thing or people don't understand what that means. And I'm, that's something that I do want to... Because I do believe it's connected to the idea of, you know, home. Because it is... Whenever we... I think every person has had that moment in their life where they are completely content. And they are completely mm. satisfied and overcome with joy. Mm. 
and in, it's just presence and presence and presence and love and yes and yes and yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that place is what we are looking for. And I think is when we learn to cultivate that and learn to live in that spot, then we're finding then home is wherever you, you go. Yeah. You know, like I it's, think maybe div- divine or divinity might have, like you said before, like some terms these days just have too much weight to them, pulled to one specific side, I guess, like to one specific de- opinion has this Inter- word is there interpretation yeah exactly um, so metaphor and, whatever yeah so if people what would you call it instead of divinity mm-hmm. like the uh the works i guess the works what do you mean unpack that like um well it's like it's like a the gurus that came through like in the 60s and 70s or mm-hmm. not the gurus but who, who were they yeah, the bhakti yogas mm-hmm. and the uh, mm-hmm. right. So they would come through and be like, "I actually have n- nothing f- to teach you. I have no thing to teach you." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "I don't, I don't get it." And everyone was like, "Like, then why are you here? Why are you traveling?" And the idea is to teach you no thing to, mm-hmm. to actually pay attention to no thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's within us at all times. Like the mm-hmm. when I say the works, it's like we're here talking. We just had a great time down at the coffee shop. There was a gig. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are the same neurotic people who will sit alone on our couches at home and just get depressed for no reason. Right. So we are the works. We are right. we are God, whatever you attach that to. We are the depression. We are the devil. We right. are like, look what we do to the world. Sometimes you can convince yourself, are we, are we the devil? And is everything else yeah. heavenly? And we're just kind of... Yeah. You know, wreaking havoc on everything. We're allowing that negativity to come through us, exactly. to exist through us. And I think, you know, we get attached to the negativity and the pain mm. for, you know, whatever reasons that we do. Because, well, I mean, I know I know why depression and anxiety exist because they're, they're, they're signals from your brain telling you that something's wrong and you need to fix whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like... And obviously, I'm not tra- I'm not trying to say that like depression can be cured through changing things in your life. Right. I think there's inner work that needs to be done, and I, I don't even know because I have bouts of depression right. that and like depression come itself and isn't goes. wrong. Right, absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say is that yeah. it's actually it it exists in your brain as a as a sign. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be something that like bogs you down and says like you need to you can't leave this. It's mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a signal to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like a warning signal. It's like a flare. Right. It's, I mean, it's your body's, your body is always looking out for you mm-hmm. unless there's something like wrong. And again, that might be where depression and all those things come in, but your body is your friend. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that we could get into is a lot of like, I mean, we're 11 in and we've covered every topic, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's the, it's what you're using to get around. I mean, you mm-hmm. you take care of your vehicle. Obviously right. it's how you get. You should at least. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you're changing your oil to me. I don't have a car. <laughs> you're so. wiping your cast cap. <laughs> so what I'm saying is basically this is the the vessel you're using to get through this life. Why not help it? I mean, it's right. helping you. It's what you're using to get around and make your opinions. And, and it's the temple that holds the divine, you yeah, know? Exactly. Like, if nothing else. And like, doesn't that in bipartisan make it? also divine you know yeah. or holy or yeah, a part yeah. of the works you know as you were saying you at least owe that much to it right. to try to keep keep it around i do think a lot of spiritual people at least in the more of like i don't know probably in the more like psychedelic world or like gnostic kind of world are more about like transcending the body and mm. like just being in the heavenly places or the places of knowledge or whatever that is but i think and this is me being like 
being trained as a Christian is that there's an importance of the body, right? Like God became flesh. Mm. Like there's the, I mean, the whole message of Christianity is the idea of the incarnation is, you know, God becoming flesh and the realization that that isn't just the one time thing in Jesus, but it's an every, every baby born, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is, and I, I heard somebody say this is, you know, like when you, when you think about these religious stories, don't, I somehow in our society we've we've made it about whether or not they're factually true and that doesn't matter because if regardless of whether you're hearing a story about Buddha or Jesus or Muhammad Mm. those are all words that are and they're just stories going through your head same as like you know any historical figure that has ever existed you're just you're hearing stories and you're allowing those stories to change you and bring out the the divinity within you and the higher parts of you right and uh, i I think I lost it where I was going with... Uh, well, I think some people, they, they treat those type of figures like like almost like celebrities. Like if they're willing to hear this type yeah. of story... Well, because they mean so much to them. Exactly. But not in that sense, but like they'll... They won't take it to heart so much because like, oh, sweet. I just watched this awesome movie or read this religious book. And I had this rush of emotion afterwards and I don't know what to do with it. I'm passionate. I want to go maybe work on the things I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. This movie did this to me, but mm-hmm. it'll fizzle out if you don't connect what, to whatever it is that made you feel that. Right. So I feel like some people dip their toes in mm-hmm. different theories and religions. And that's what keeps them kind of on this like seesaw of emotions of whether or not they have purpose because they don't have something to you know, belong to or have right. a, a reason to continue. And that's yeah. what can really get people down sometimes when they're not. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I, the more I think about it, I think purpose or meaning is the most important thing that a human being can have. Yeah. Cause I think without that, you just, I mean, you see it lead to, I think nihilism is good to some degree because it mm. can help you bring, bring you to that place of no thingness. Right. Yeah. Like, if, you, if it's at that point, though, because I've seen people that don't really, they're not really depressed, but they don't really feel like they have a purpose either. And they're mm-hmm. kind of just like coasting through eating and getting depressed, like yeah. just kind of coasting through life and just like, no, this is the motions. I'm going to do it. Keeping up with the Joneses, jonesing for more food. Right. Doing and I'm but, speaking for this through myself because I've done this. My, like, right. that's how I learned. And I think there's something to be said about we're we're not saying that the answer is to be spiritual. The answer is to be most true to yourself. Right. Yeah. Find whatever it is that, because even if you, you don't feel worth something, even if you don't look like Jesus ripoffs here with your long hairs and your beards, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was referring to both of us, but your beard is much more, I mean, I don't even really have a beard right now. I just haven't shaved in a couple of weeks. Um, and this is all that you get. So yeah. it's sad. Um, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think especially in, I think, the idea of seeing the spiritual figure as an, a projection of the eye is a lot easier in the East than it is in the West mm-hmm. because a lot of the spiritual f- figures in the East are all are very open about you and your own like, you know, Atman or the, the holiness within yeah. you. Whereas in the West, we're very much just kind of like, uh, uh, like a guy did it all for us. And then we, yeah. We praise him, and like that's true to some degree, but it's it's that that should take us to the thing of no thingness and like way and you know the yeah. the surrender of self to just kind of how however the universe is flowing. That's why I say not everyone needs to be spiritual. 
you know, because no. they just need to be true to themselves. And that in and of itself is being spiritual because you are a spirit. You're like yeah. the you that is you is a spirit. Like yeah. this is changing. And this is this is this was once a baby. Yeah. And this will like it's it's a, a thing of matter and it molds and it changes. But the spirit, it kind of remains the same. And with yeah. the consciousness within you, it it's, it remains the same you know mm -hmm. and going back to what you were saying earlier and this was like a really big revelation for me was when i realized that i when i talked about my depression or my anxiety or whatever it was that i was i was i didn't realize that i don't think most people realize it is that you're you're making two affirmations there in, instead of one i think most people think that you're making a single affirmation but what i mean by that is that you're saying i am experiencing sadness so there's there's this I that mm -hmm. exists and then there's a phenomena that the I participates with. Okay. And so there's there's two realities there that's being affirmed. It, there's oh. the I-ness and there's the the sadness. Do you mm -hmm. you, yeah, you yeah, understand what I mean? There's the I that is you and right. then there's and th that's observing the real, it. Yeah, and then there's the real there's the you that's observing it as well. Right. And I think so many people think that they are their sadness. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, you're the observer of sadness. Yeah. And all of it's, you know, it's not just being like, I'm sad, but it's feeling the weight of depression. Yeah. You know, that's the I is still feeling that, mm -hmm. you know. And so like earlier when you said like, I am God, I am the devil, I am every child ever born. Yeah. That's true because it's not, you're not those things. You're the I that participates within all things. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I've seen people, um, it's, 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 it's hard to unpack all that. Sorry. Right. No, and, yep. Yeah. No, take your time. There was just a lot there. So, yeah, I think people attach those type of things to themselves because it's what they tell themselves. Mm -hmm. They're un unknowingly manifesting their own personality and they're right. just, it's, it's like, it's like if someone were to knowingly start eating a salad every day, they'd be like, all right, I'm seeing this now. Like I'm doing it. I'm seeing it as progress. I'm getting up instead of like going to work after work, not having a burger, I'm having a salad. But we, in the same way, we don't see the, negative steps like mm. because it's like the type of things that you say it's like junk food for your mind right. like it's like just yeah. staring at billboards all day mm -hmm. like it's not going to do you any good so if you just keep affirming everything that you think is bad about yourself that someone maybe told you and you believed because you didn't believe in yourself initially yeah. then you're just going to obviously keep becoming that so if people think that they're sad or someone's like oh man you're just always so sad obviously it's going to they're going to believe that because people keep telling them that. Right. So it's up to them to keep telling themselves opposite right. or finding something to affirm. Well, and yeah. I also don't think that we as a society, again, this is why I want to talk about our own divinity. Like it's mm. something that is as a parent is the hair on your head. Exactly. You know, because I think people need to know that they are children of the source of all creation. Yeah. That, and you, they embody that energy, you know, yeah. it's, and so you have great purpose in being here. Yeah. It's a thankless and, job. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah People absolutely don't right. realize they can thank themselves though. Right. Yeah. And I, th I think, you know, that's because especially here in the West, we project, you know, God so far up above it and whatever, but it's, mm. again, it's, it's, it's looking inside of yourself and finding it there and being able to, like you're saying, thank yourself for yeah. like, God, I used to do this and I wish I still did it. But I'm like in kind of like a valley personally, so like mm. it's probably correlates to why I'm not doing this. Mm. But it's I I used to just look myself in the mirror and just be like, I love you, I love you, mm -hmm. and that 
that isn't that isn't always true, but right. it's true on the level of just again the works. So my body naturally again it wants to take care of itself. That's why depression mm-hmm. comes up. That's why bad memories come up. So you can deal with them and exactly. work through them. And so that's your body loving itself. Mm-hmm. And in and we misinterpret that as depression or our own shame or whatever it is but it's your body trying to get rid of this shit that it's carrying that it doesn't need to be carrying exactly. there's no reason for you to anyone listening there's no reason for you to hate yourself you may have done horrible fucked up shit but you mm-hmm. are hating yourself is not going to help you get over those things yeah it's loving and affirming that doesn't mean saying yes to the terrible things about you and the things that like do need to wash away but they are there for some reason, right? Mm. They exist as a part of the works. So it was a part of everything. Well, at that point, you're just letting your present self punish your future self for what you've done before. So right. you're basically just in this circle where you're just like, oh man, I used to do this. I really wish I didn't do that back then. And meanwhile, you're thinking about that in the timeline. You're wasting right. valuable time where you could be doing something else. Doing the opposite and just thinking like, oh, well, I have, instead of looking back, looking forward and thinking, well, that's who I used to be, and that's not who I am anymore. Right. Where and that decision was nothing more than a decision, like a fleeting motion. Like, you, you could beat yourself up for it all day. I mean, I'm not saying to forget everything. Just learn from your situations, but at the same time, mm-hmm. they're not. There's no point in bringing the negative side of those things along with it. Because it's, exactly. it's the idea of redemption. Like, yeah. it's the idea of, like, looking at your story and figuring where, how do you, how do you pull the risen Christ out of that? You and that's know? not, not, that's not to say to, like, neglect that type of stuff either. Because mm-hmm. I've known, like, a plenty of friends that seem like they're just fine. And then, like, one day they just don't have anything to do to keep themselves busy. And, and you can't get a hold of everyone. And they kind of just crash. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. I was depressed. Right. You know, like I didn't know all this was happening inside of me until I gave myself the time to think mm-hmm. kind of like, like in Taoism, mm-hmm. how they say that there's like the yin and yang, there's being the force and getting stuff done basically in American sense. And then there's the other to allow. And then there's Taoism, which is basically just to reflect and set some set time, a time set time aside, aside. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think, we in this type of you need to progress 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 this isn't enough 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 type of society it's difficult and yet here we are ironically talking about progressing ourselves well what i was gonna something i was gonna say about that was that the idea of progress it i think so many god i heard this song the other day and i can't remember who it was so i'm so sorry if it was a local person and you're listening to this if you're a big celebrity then i feel okay i hope it wasn't condition oakland no um it was it was the line i think was perfection is inherently flawed the idea of perfection is inherently flawed Mm. or something it was something it had the connotation that like the the existence of perfection instantly condemns anyone because we all have yeah. You know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God yeah. to quote the good book. But we've all <laughs> like made mistakes, and that doesn't mean that our divinity is like being taken away from us or yeah. that it whatever. It means that like that you need to understand that those part those things are part of the whole as well. They're part yeah. of the works. It's a part. It's the black part in the white. Yeah, in there's the, no in such the, thing that that is perfection. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And that's also to quote another line like, "Give me trees green." not gold because who wants perfection there's no room to grow right and yeah 
And I think, God, okay, to quote one of my own songs, <laughs> and dude, so I, when when I moved out to Oregon, I moved out with this this thesis of like, what is God? These are good lyrics. And hold on, I'll get to that. <laughs> and there's this quote in the Bible that says everything that you need, I'm like paraphrasing, everything you need to know about God, you can see from nature. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love that. Yeah. And so that was, I took, I had this line in a song that was, um, it, it's nature says to grow if it says anything. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. And I always appreciated that because again, it's, it reflects that idea of death and resurrection, right? Well, it so, does. If you've been, ever been into a forest or anything like that, that's all you see is things just constantly trying to <laughs> feed, mate, and survive and right. grow and grow right. and grow and grow. And maybe that's why as humans, it's difficult for us to find a purpose because our minds are kind of beyond the just mate, right. eat. We have these higher issues of morality, mm-hmm. um, philosophy, theology, you yeah. know, like all these things. We're, we're burdened with them because they're implied by the, the conditions of our life. Mm-hmm. That we have to have answers to these questions, mm-hmm. at least because even you know atheists they they have an answer to the question. They yeah. needed to the question burn within them, and like they needed to answer it. Of, I've been there. Yeah, and me too. Like I, I used to when, so when I I went over to Taiwan for five years, did a bunch of my missions work over there. I can talk about that. I'm probably going to talk about that every episode. So, mm-hmm. but, and I came back and I was just really burnt out on religion and mm-hmm. like spirituality and just because I was so stuck into a box that I couldn't see that the box was trying to point me to something. Now, you know, did you I mean was religion in the sense of in the, in the, in the negative the, sense, the power being outside of you or you were like, cause you said you were. Yeah. And okay. so it was very much trying to get to a place of okay. like, and find a place. Right. Yeah. And like there was, there was so much hurt, because it came from the lack of meaning and that I was a fool for so long to think that I had meaning. Mm. And I realized that, you know, if, if my life, and I I don't want to say a statement like to not have there be a God doesn't mean that a person can't have purpose because I don't, Mm. but that was my purpose for almost 10 years at the time. I was like a a born again Christian for that long. So to like, just be like, Oh, this whole thing isn't real. Um, well, it's a matter. All, yeah. It's a matter of what you're surrounded with. I mean, the same type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the same age person as you, and a completely different sex and a completely different side of the world, believes in gauging out her toenails because it's gonna make her blessed by the river gods. Who right. knows? It's right. what it's what you're brought up around, right. and none of it is should be seen as far fetched or absurd because it's you don't that piece of divinity was brought up in a different environment. And so how can you're only going to judge it by what you've been brought up around. So that's not a good way. It's not a good tool. Right. And I think every religion, if not is inherently is like intentionally flawed because human, it's a projection of the human mind. So Hmm. therefore it's, I, I don't, I think humans intentionally build flaws into things so that Hmm. they can continue to progress the thing. Um, and I don't think we do that on the conscious mind. I just think I just think it's impossible to build a perfect ship well, first time. You I think, know, I like, think it's just it's it's very interesting to see like humanity 
make something in its own mind and then worship it and wish it, they were it when it, in it fact rose out of them exactly right or that like the phenomenon's happening inside of you you know like yeah that was another big thing about oregon was that i i was you know i was it, I got to you'll appreciate this where this is going <laughs> I got to this place where I was like well if I have religious experiences where does that happen you know when I when I feel enraptured does it happen all within me you mean when it happens where you mean whenever it does happen to you you like, try to just, remember to make a note of where I am no 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 I mean like where okay so like what causes that is it all internal like is it just mm. chemicals in my brain releasing a phenomenon that i experience just with inside this body right. or is the religious experience something that opens up your consciousness into some a grander realm it's both and right and i think well because here that's this is why i said you would like it because i got to this place where i was like oh wait i observe reality and that is interpreted with inside of I can't escape observing reality, and therefore I exist within that, and it also exists within me, because the ph- phenomenon of I mm. encompasses everything that I am observing, and that's exactly. all of reality. So when I'm when you're having a religious experience, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, cos- like if it's physically just happening inside of your brain, and you're just sitting there like in raw ro- and in in awe, yeah, or you know if you're because I don't, this is my argument against people who like think that we're going to be able to put consciousness into anything one day is that we don't know what consciousness is. We don't know how far up it, it goes. Like, how are you going to be able to put that into anything? I think it's bizarre to assume that it's not already in everything. Well, right. Well, what I mean is being able to like take what you would know as Ben and be able to transfer that into something else. I think what makes you oh, Ben is, is so, I, I don't understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I'm, what, what makes you Ben and what makes your consciousness is so more profound than, I mean, this is a beautiful body, but than just this, you know, exactly. it's, it's your memories. It's, it's the trauma that your body holds. Mm. It's, it's everything up to now. Right. And maybe, you know, I mean, who knows, who the hell knows how time works, you know? Yeah. So like, and anything, anything before, if, if it, the reincarnation is real. Right. So, or even like, I mean, even the societies that don't have things like reincarnation have this idea of a lineage, right? So you have, mm. you have in the Jewish and less so in the Christian text, but it, it definitely exists, but they have genealogies. Mm. And when I was in Bible school, I thought genealogies were the most boring things because they're just a long-ass list of people's names. <laughs> and they're still the most boring part of the Bible. Right. But, like, it's, it's the show that, like... It's and like this the credits is credits of the Bible. Yeah, I mean, to, to some degree. <laughs> but it's like, here, so the beautiful story of the Bible is that God breathed himself into man, and then man expanded. And the idea is to understand that that divinity continues to flow through every, like exactly. all those people. So it's yeah. like, you see this lineage, you're just like, oh, look at how that initial line is, you know, the thread. By mm. I'm not a big, like, family guy. Like, I don't. And like by meaning that is like I'm not very close with my family as much as I should be right. like traditionally in in that sense. Like you don't know your heritage or anything like no, that. No, like me it, either. Yeah, and I wonder. Well, I wonder why that will. Do you know why you? Because for me, I've just I just never like cared, and like I know I feel like that's wrong because so many people are like mm. so proud of their heritage and stuff. But I'm like, man, I'm just like I'm here, and like 
these people they did wonderful things and i i know that i need to like respect and like honor those people because they yeah. went they did the work right they like yeah. again the thankless job they they did the thankless job and i'm sitting here right. continuing to say yes to they're not being thanked <laughs> well you know? i don't i've never thought to take it into consideration not thought to take it into consideration but i've never seen it as like an obligation to look up like I, it's not like i understand how some people be like, all right, I found out that I'm Irish or I'm like really Native American. I'm going to be really proud of that and hold on to that. That can be a very, that can be bad. That can be a crutch that turns into a limb. And I mean, that's not something you really want to hold on to. I mean, it's obviously some of your makeup, but it's not you entirely because that'll be just another thing you attach to right. you and then just affirm through other things. But yeah. I think... But I think we have to build identity. That's the problem is yeah. that we can't be like, you can't just walk around like, like God needed to manifest in a body. Right. So like yeah. in order to like be able for everything to happen, it needed to come like that. And like every, I mean, all these religious figures, they probably have similar personalities again, because they're projecting that. Like I'm not saying that these people aren't real, but they're projections of like the higher self and the higher self does have this like loving, caring, like mm. yes and affirming like yeah. as like aspect to it. So of course you see that throughout the predominant like religious figures of the world. Yeah. But like, you know, Jesus and Buddha, they had personalities and they had they probably had things that they didn't didn't like because yeah. of, you know, being brought up and those are things that they had to overcome. And there's even like stories in the Bible where you see Jesus and you're like you're like a little bit like was that the right thing to do there jesus and you're well, and like is it is jesus learning as well you know and like it, even like being enlightened is part of that continuing to learn you mm -hmm. know like i think people think that you just get enlightened and you know everything but i think enlightenment is learning to see the light within all things yeah, you know I think enlightenment is to know that you don't know everything right well right. yeah to, right because you're <laughs> who are you you know like exactly. and what what's what well, A, what is there to learn? You know, like who, yeah. what is your learning everything going to benefit the universe? Right. You well, know? I, like you said before, how you were reading the Bible and seeing things in it that what Jesus did or should not have done. And people, well, it's just like the, the celebrity thing. Like, obviously, mm. obviously, because like, even if these are just stories mm -hmm. and if they're, that doesn't matter whether they're true or not. It's right. it's what it does to you, right. and what it makes you feel, and what it, it's the message, and where and and what it brings out of you, yeah, and where and it I, takes you to. And I think most most religions are inherently good. And that's because that's why because they most point to the same thing, right? Where you just or at least it, like I I I do I do believe that religions can be brought up out of like malintent, but I do okay. believe that the people that follow those things probably have good intentions because most people who go off on like cults or anything they're like listen man i was just trying to find myself yeah. you know like and i got wrapped up in this thing you know and that, i mean that's my that's almost my story yeah. that it was like i was just a young kid who like needed meaning outside of his life and i had that and i found like i found purpose in it and i found a way i found a means by which to be the best version of myself yeah that's the and, problem vulnerability is just it's very profitable but at the same time it's like the most attractive thing about a person mm. Okay, well, let's. When did you feel like you started on this path, like the like the spiritual path? And don't give me the like the bullshit hippie answer of like I've always been on this path. No, no, <laughs> I didn't know from birth. <laughs> I um, let's see. Well, I have to un unpack my 
Do whatever you got to do, buddy. History in my noodle right, right quick. Sure. I think no um, it's probably around like 26, hmm. 27, something like that. Really? So not, you haven't, what are you now? 30. 30, right. Yeah. I forgot we're a month apart. Yeah. And this yeah. Is When's old. your birthday? Yeah. I forgot. Right, yeah. That's a fun inside joke between Ben and I. I found, well, really? I Really? So not that long. No, I am... Um, I could give you the... All right, I'll give you the cookie, like cookie cutter. No, give me as much... I mean, we got as much time as... So basically, I was in a I was in a metal band for a while, and then I wasn't really looking in. Like, I was... I medit- dabbled in meditating since I was a teenager, just because it was just... I don't know. It was interesting to... What did that look like? What did you do? Like, what was your meditative practice? I would... Well, it's a bunch of different things, really. At first, it was me just sitting in a field by myself, or usually... To be honest, in uh, in the woods, just with my back against a tree, just eating some snacks, and then to just eventually just sit there and start thinking about a bunch of different stuff. And I remember having an argument with one of my cousins when I was like, I don't know, seventeen, maybe sixteen, and I think he was he was just in the throes of like living with this church, and he just needed a place to stay in an apartment, and they just helped him. And mm. just gave him a place to say, I was like, that's amazing. Because, like, I couldn't be there for him. I mean, right. 16, 17 years old and figure my own stuff out. Right. And I was trying to, like, explain to him. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this thing. And I don't know what it is, but it feels really good. And you should check it out. And I thought maybe he thought, you know, let's talk about something else. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, no. I was like, no, it's meditation. He's like, is that, that's that thing where you think about nothing? I'm like, in a sense, yeah, and that's kind of what you want. You want to just witness what's around. He's like, there's no way to think about nothing. I'm like... Well, see, that's that's where people get that wrong, is that you don't think about nothing, is that you just let your thoughts go. Exactly. And like, then the just, things that, like we said earlier, things that need to surface will surface. And you, right. the idea is to not let them attack you. Right. You pick them apart instead of letting them decide what you are. You decide what they are to you. And saying, I think there's something, there's something that's really important about saying that you are safe in your head. Like in your in to some degree, and very dangerous too. Yeah, absolutely. But what I mean by that is that you're allowed to have discourse mm-hmm. within your head. You're allowed to have like conversations. You're allowed to process things, and you're allowed to not always be morally correct in your head. Of course, because because anything you let out into the world, you allow the world to do. Anything that right. you do yourself, you say, "Well, if I'm doing this, mm-hmm. everyone else should be able to do this." Right. So, best right. keep any malintent in your head is right. it's not nobody doesn't have that type of thought i mean that's like as a writer you kind of yeah. have to put your head in a whole bunch of different Weird scenarios spite. yeah like especially if you're just trying to find yourself as a writer mm-hmm. because then you don't know what you want to do fantasy you want to be like a ground poe and just be morbid and depressed and be like the first emo kid before it was an emo kid yeah or do you want to be like uh fleeting like robert frost or do you want to be like do a lot of imagery like plath yeah. It's, it's finding who you are and I think that's people don't realize that's they're writing like every right. in their in their head like they're actually writing their own life but mm-hmm. they're not it's hard to articulate it yeah it's hard to be that in someone's head when they're like in the throes of depression right well yeah and Which like is, it's so hard to it's going like it's just so hard to pull yourself up out of it yeah. like and especially like because I know and I'm sure you can relate to this and I'm, I'm pretty sure any person can but, like, being, like, you start your day off good, and then, like, one thing happens, and you're just like, all right, I can handle this. You know, I, I'm not going to lose it over mm-hmm. this. And, like, you just kind of keep going, and then another thing happens, and you're like, all right. like Of course. And then, like, 
if you don't stay on top of that, mm-hmm. then like it's the tidal wave's just gonna come and wash you away. And I, I the only way I know how to do that is honestly like just stopping and allowing and like even just laughing at it and just like mm-hmm. being. Just the problem is that we don't live in a society that uh, that the champions productive stops and that it's like listen man like when you're overwhelmed you you're over like listen to the word that i'm saying overwhelmed like you can't handle it so you need to stop that's what like again your body's your friend so when it's saying to you i'm overwhelmed that means stop you know like it's you're not you don't you don't at any time right and absolutely beginning of the day stub your toe right i could be but the problem i think the best thing to do, at least what I found, is to wake up at the beginning of the day and remember, like, a day that that has happened. Where, mm-hmm. like, all right, I woke up, like, last week and obviously I forgot to go get groceries. So I had to skip on breakfast. I was grumpy by lunch. I got the lunch. I actually didn't bring my lunch to work because I was upset I didn't have stuff for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Think about that. But then as the day's going on, notice the things that are going right. I think that's the problem. Like, it's like when you go on a family vacation you'll always remember what goes wrong right because it's the funniest and it's the most memorable thing but right. we have trouble we're not even always the funniest it's the most well, like it's know. the most prevalent thing in your head exactly well there's there's been studies done that show that your brain instantly sticks to negativity whereas positive thoughts you need to contemplate and uh, like um absorb and or like mm-hmm. take in or else it, they won't implant in your brain. Right. So that's actually like, like physically true. That if you if you go on a vacation and it's, and if you don't take the conscious time to soak in your moments, that's why when people go on vacations, the only thing they like remember positive is like either a like a drunken or like drug fueled experience, which mm-hmm. is like a whole other thing, or like a sunset because they're like stopping and soaking it in. Exactly. And I like I think there's something to be said about like and this might be one of the most hippiest things I've ever said, but like every moment is a sunset. Like every moment is incredibly yeah. beautiful. It's a mitzvah. It's live your life on vacation. Right. Life is the best guru you're ever gonna find. Right. Well yeah the what's that saying? The guru is the one who looks out from your eyes. So, oh, like, yes, no true. one knows what you need more than you, you know? And, like, it might take, like, verbally processing that. And that's why, like, a good therapist doesn't tell you what's wrong. They mm. sit with you and allow you to figure it out. Right. Because if I tell you everything that's wrong with your life and you tell me, then we're just going to be like, yeah, I know. Well, I Shut know. up. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want to deal with it. Aren't you going to help me? Right. Well, <laughs> ain't, that's, ain't that why I'm paying you? Yeah. And that's, I mean, I do, I mean, obviously, I think. I've had terrible experiences with like counseling and stuff like that, mm. but I know that I should be in like therapy and like right. probably like psychoanalytical therapy to or whatever. But um, at a younger age, I thought the same. Like I thought maybe like I maybe had ADD or ADHD, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like I grew up pretty broke. So mm-hmm. like my, to be asking for medical help in any way just seemed like a burden, and you taught yourself not to be a burden in a certain type of household. So. At that age, I realized, well, I'm just going to stick to myself. I'm going to spend my entire childhood in the woods, like fishing mm. and stuff. Mm. And that's when, I, like I said, I found meditation about 16, 17. Yeah, maybe we can get back to that. Yeah, but yeah. So, so then, so there was a gap in there where you just kind of, you didn't just take dabbling. it like, okay, just yeah. dabbling. Because 
16 to 20, what did I say, 627? Mm-hmm. What do you think was at the forefront of my head at that age? I'm a young man. Right. Obviously, fast yeah. cars. That's right. Yeah, no, I'm do, just kidding. You do love your fast cars. I'm not a car man. Um, I don't look, do I, do I look like a transformer to you? No, you look like a, a normal looking man and I appreciate you for being a normal looking yeah, man. But yeah, they, it, I guess the spiritual journey started for me around like 26, 27. And what it meant to me was, I think, I know a lot of people that have a similar background to me, not in like a field or anything, but in relation to, I guess, like how their childhood went along and mm-hmm. what the, how they experienced it and everything like that. And it's interesting to see so many of the same type of, uh, I don't know, like a, like a download. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got that? You got that download of like, mm-hmm. this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened? Sweet. And I feel like that's what gives you, that's what gives people that are in like my type of position, like at a young age, like didn't really have like a father figure growing up. And then you kind of got to find yourself, be your own, be your own parent to a degree. Yeah. And then... So I find people like that are have a sense of longing because in that type of environment, it's hard to feel like there's a home. Mm-hmm. So then in that type of feeling, you try to find what home is and try to understand it, find any place that's going to give you that feeling. It's kind of like uh, someone who was like, I don't know, grew up, grew up on a motorcycle track and now they just need to find that rush, you need to get that adrenaline anywhere. Right. But I feel like everyone as a human needs that feeling of home, that sense of security without a, like... Uh, Right, any type of judgment, mm-hmm. but you can find that within yourself, and that's why I feel like the spiritual journey is so ob- obvious. Mm-hmm. Not that everyone should have to do it, but by spiritual journey, I mean not spiritual at all, not right. religious, right? Not it's just being... asking, not asking anyone for any sort of acceptance, not needing someone else to approve what you're doing for yourself. It's just. The spiritual journey to me is being okay with who you are right now, especially right. in this type of society where it's improve, 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 grow, grow, grow. And, right. and if you appreciate who you are right now, you won't burden yourself with who you aren't. Therefore, mm-hmm. you'll be mm-hmm. a lot more calm and in the moment and you'll be able to grow. Right. So because you'll be able to see a little bit more clearly exactly. as to how to get through things. And and it's I a think, paradox. Right. And I think because, like, again, we talked about that idea of, like, you know, the the social pressure that arises because each individual feels that urge to be forward progressing so we make that a societal thing that we as a society need to progress and we do but the burden then falls onto this weird mm. the, the ego gets involved You're of very like right. cuz like uh, that's when you come up with a conversation how you been to me what have mm-hmm. you been up to right. oh, you get a new job that's mm-hmm. cool nice we got a new car too oh, that's yep. really nice yeah i mean you just list off the things of like i've been doing this i've been doing this and or like, are you like uh, a lot of my friends will mention like oh i've been smoking a lot less cigarettes mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. it's and at the same time you can't burn someone at both ends you can mm-hmm. be like this is their time like everyone gets anxious in public i don't care who you are mm-hmm. to some degree there's you're mapping out what you're saying that way you, either you don't you don't offend someone else or you don't offend yourself. Right. And it's like, it's very, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird place to be. But okay. So I think, and I don't think I ever really nailed it down this point that I was trying to make earlier Ooh, with like, let's get it. like with, with perfection or like even the idea of improvement is that anyone who's like, I need to make myself better instantly thinks of the person that they should be. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're like, well, 
fuck, I don't know how to get there. You know, like mm. it's, but it's like taking this. Just, do you know how to like clean up your room or your car or whatever it is? Like, can you show up to your job a little bit earlier today? Like tomorrow, whatever. Just, just do one thing, one tiny thing to make your life a little bit better, and then just do that a bunch on all over the place yeah. just small tiny practical things you know like i think some people sometimes when people think like i need to make myself better it's like well a i need to have a better job i need to be healthier i need mm. to be slimmer or heavier like mm. re- regardless of whatever it is i need to be in a relationship i need to whatever buy a house i need to buy a house like it's and those are all you know they can be good things Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember everything I listed off. So like, I don't want to say those are good things. And then like in the playback, I'm like murdering people. <laughs> um, it, it, it can be a good thing. Who are you murdering? Right. Well, no. Well, oh, well. That's. I don't want to. I uh, now I feel like we're getting forced into it by the tide. No, no, no. Okay. So what you were saying is well, just that I think it, there's something important about just taking the tiny steps, you know, and yeah. understanding that like, listen, man, like you. Well, this is why, like, the idea of, this is why, like, bhakti yoga, or, like, the idea of, like, there's a creator that, like, or just that create, and again, with Taoism, and that, like, creation itself is just rolling along, mm-hmm. you know? Because if you put so much pressure on yourself to be, like, the savior of the world or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like, that's going to crush you, you oh, know? So, or to be scary. the most perfect person, you know? Or, mm-hmm. or to be, like, I think this is the spiritual person's struggle to some degrees because we want everyone to feel the peace that we've felt from our um, our, our quest yeah. that we like we're trying to project so much light into them and like if people don't want it then it's just not gonna you you can't be everyone's savior no. you know yeah and, but if they don't if they don't accept it or if they don't want it it's right. not still not wasted because you're witnessing it yourself right if you if you can it's like you said earlier with like keeping that just doing that one thing a day mm. it's the same thing it's like it's like making a good like a good eating habit right so if like if you do it if you like it's making any good habit i tried to explain to my one friend the other day about working out Mm-hmm. Or just doing anything. And he's like, I'm like, you know, when you get to that point in a cycle when you're starting something out and you're like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I've gotten this far. I deserve a break. I think I'm going to take a break. Don't. And when mm-hmm. it gets too hard, don't stop. Because then after a while, the thing that you're doing that feels weird and out of place, when you don't do it, it'll be feel out of place not to do it. Right. You know, it's like if you, if every day you started looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you every day, you will like, after a while, you'll if you skip it, you'll realize like, oh wow, like that's really that's really gonna affect my day because that's something that I did every morning, right. and now it's. Well, and I think well, I just again want to say this is that like I think people need appro- the approval to be able to say that to themselves. Hey, everybody, listen right now. You can love yourself. Yeah, it's you are allowed to love yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You are more than welcome to affirm the good things about you because they are the good things about you. Because mm-hmm. you sh- you fucking affirm the terrible things about you, so why would you not affirm the great things about you? Exactly. And, like, you just have to look. And it's... it's I, I get so bogged down by people that are like, I just suck. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're just... That's all you're just saying that you are. Yeah. You're affirming that about yourself. That's not true, but if you make continue to make that your reality, then it just is going to be your reality because all your the only contribution you're going to be able to give into any conversation is I suck. Yeah, and like 
that's just get out of here, man. Like, what are you, what are you doing for everyone else then at that point? You know, mm-hmm. if, because and then because I used to be that type of person when I was when I was younger. I'd be like, man, like, I just I get it. You know, just you know, just I'll be the class clown, pick on me. I get it. I'll right. laugh at my expense. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'm just the same way. But at the same time, I mean, that's someone reaching out. You know, mm-hmm. and so, but if you do that consciously and you know that, like, oh, I just feel like I, I just suck. You're putting a burden on everyone else in the conversation to have to fall, like, to help bring you up right. when it's only you that can do it. Right. You're the only one that's, and it's, I mean, obviously we've all had experiences and you do need times to go to a friend and be like, hey man, like, just, I need to pick me up, you know, like help me through. But mm-hmm. to have your predominant personality be a drag, mm-hmm. then like, you're, it's, we don't, obviously we don't want to ostracize anyone and be like, get out of here. And and we want to affirm that person, but right. it's like you have to understand that like it's a lie that's not just hurting you. Exactly, it, it's a lie that's hurting everyone around you because you like, especially when a friend says it. Because mm. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm your friend. Like to say that you suck, I'm just like that. Would, it would be the same. To, to, literally, like if I said I suck, it would be like Ben, you have terrible choice in friends. Right. And why would I say that to you? Like, right. because I I would like that to not be true because I enjoy your friendship so much. And I, I would assume that you enjoy it back because I don't put this burden on you to, of course. to be the, you know, the, the, with the wind beneath my wings. But it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's like a, it's an endless cycle because then you f- need to be, feel like you're a better person. So you stop saying that type of thing, but then how can you change yourself when you're right. the one who feels the, that worthless way. right so then who do you whose shoulders are you going to put it on mm-hmm. other than your own to get yourself out of that but like we said earlier it's hard i mean the bootstraps aren't so strong right and well that's why again i think it's i think i think it's important to affirm that regardless of your language that you use mm-hmm. god the universe mm-hmm. whatever the thing that we are participating in reality creation whatever you want to call it mm. is running seamlessly like or, or, or like without a flaw i yeah. like i feel like i said that wrong but it's it's running perfectly prior to humans mm-hmm. and it will continue to run perfectly post humans mm. whatever this thing is doing it's it's fine like it's i think that's whatever like any yeah. like any religious person or any person that's had like any true like connection with the ultimate source is going to come back and be like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have no idea how he's got the whole world in his hands. You right. know, like yeah. if, and I think that's why people love looking out into the Milky way, into these beautiful galaxies that just transcend our mind because it's affirming what we know in our soul that this thing is whatever, even our, our shit yeah. is a part of like stars exploding, go and feed new life. Yeah. So we don't know what the, and I'm not, con, I'm not condoning any negative or bad thing, but you don't know what that explosion of death inside of you blows off into in the cause in the you know in a in a higher spiritual sense or whatever it is. We just hmm. we don't know we we're these just we're in this terrible predicament because we're so damn smart as a species. Yeah. But we just can't comprehend everything. Well, the problem is we can't not know something. We have to, if there's a sensation or some sort of 
matter, I guess. We have to have a name for it and we have to understand it. If, if it's something we don't understand, we either dismiss it or we just call it crazy. It's right. just a, a or they act, just dismiss act of it, God. Right? right, yeah, right. So we accept it, but we don't, we don't at the same time. Right. Well, and it's, I think, again, like I don't think that the answer to the human predicament is just knowledge. I think it's in, mm. embodied knowledge. Right. And I think that that's, that's, what, that's wisdom. That's, yeah. that's, so I think that, you know, it's not about a place of being like, I've, you know, I've read every spiritual text. I understand all the, the Vedas and I like, <laughs> I've opened all my chakras or yeah. like I, I read how to do all those things or I went to a fucking Reiki course or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's about, I kind of lost my thread there, but it's, a, it is about finding it within yourself and, right. and being able to manifest that in the, in the best way that is, is true to you, you know, like, yeah. And understanding that, like, you're a piece of the puzzle. This is something that my, my mom and I talked about all the time, and I'm, I'm definitely going to get her on here, is that you have a, you're, it's a piece of the puzzle. You're a fractal in the, the universe, yeah. you know? So it's... Of course. And that's why it feels so natural to connect to other people, because... Mm-hmm. Because they also are part of the harmony. Exactly. Right? And it feels, that's why it feels so uneasy when someone, like, when you're in a social setting and someone is just off and you can tell you don't know why they just walked in you're like this guy probably needs a friend like you know, it's interesting like after like because like after i went on the spiritual journey or started the spiritual journey i realized that anyone who seems like a complete dick probably needs more love than you can give them right so the best you can do is just to try to give them that love yeah yeah I and mean, you can't let you can't take someone under your wing Right. Ever. Right. So the only thing you can do is just better, better yourself and hope that you just put off. You just want to shine that light, right? Like, yeah. And that's, I think, moths are attracted to light. So it's the people that that need, like, and again, Jesus saying, like, I came, I didn't come for the well. I came for the sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, God, I've been reading so much lately just about, like, the idea of Christianity being a religion for dirt. Like, a, for dirt people. And what that is that? Just that it's, it's, it's a religion that almost fundamentally invites broken people into it, and oh, it's somehow been coerced co- into. In order to participate with this, you need to be holy and perfect and cleansed, instead mm-hmm. of understanding that your flaws and your imperfections—they're all part of you. They're all part of the works. They're all part right. of whatever's happening so I guess that here. Makes sense. It feels like they're like um, just harvesting broken people right and like and, i mean because that's what jesus did is that he just hung out and again like to, to quote him like i i, he, I came for the sick you know yeah. like and it's it's, it's again it's to be that light in someone's light because there is no greater honor than to cheer someone up yeah. you know or to make someone's day if someone yeah. came up to you and is like you made my day when you did that you're just like hot damn yeah, you know, like diggity dog. Jeez, I'll I, sleep good tonight. Thank right. you. And I think again, it's because we understood, like, we got the the drip in our brain of uh, purpose of yeah, you know, like that. Purpose. I like that. I like and that like, yeah, and then like that person had the same experience, you know, like because they're yeah. they're they were because a good laugh will fill you with. And a they sense walked of away from that knowing, like, okay, well, I let him know that, and he probably feels better. I, I did the right thing there. Yeah. yeah, that's so. It's it's beneficial for both parties, right? And then like it's hope. Well, it's the idea of like lighting a candle because it's you're passing a flame from one source to the next, right? right. Like passing and, knowledge. Well, and like just light, you know, like you're mm. passing love, yeah. you know, like you're 
it's there's this idea of like when you light a match and you light a candle is is that flame the same flame as this flame you know or is it is it a separate flame because it it came from it but the idea doesn't the idea is like it's the same spark and different flame so it's like it's it's the same thing it's just light beginning light beginning light Hmm. and that's beautiful thanks man I, I mean, because I think that that's, that's what we're here to do is to be beings that radiate that. And again, that's yeah. why I want to talk about the spiritual path and, and its importance and because it is important to shine your divinity. And I think, yeah. you know, just, yeah, I, I just think that that's important to the time that we're currently living is that people understand that Especially like, now. yeah, that like, you, like people mm. need to hear that they matter, you know, like, and I think, I think. I think we did away with, I mean, we killed God with Nietzsche, and then ever since then we've just been trying to like put him back together, you yeah. know, in like some like meaning. And Nietzsche made a prediction that like a- after the death of God, he said that all society is going to do is swing between radical left and radical right, li- radical left and radical right until they can rebuild their. Well, yeah, because um, they got rid of everything that was the foundation of Christianity instead of just tossing away the bad things. It's just right. like with any religion or theory or anything that you pick up, only take away what you know in your soul is going to be beneficial to you. Don't take everything with, obviously some things are just crazy. Like I was not, not crazy, but they're a little far fetched. Like I was right. reading, um, Raha yoga by Swami Vivekananda. I don't know in, any of those words besides yoga and by Raha yoga. <laughs> and, uh, he uh, in it he suggests that you like snort uh, uh, like a thimble of water through your nose to help you gain enlightenment throughout hmm. like your like it's part of a religious practice. So I was like, all right, I understand that I'm kind of just writing that off because it sounds a little woohoo. Mm-hmm. But there's a I mean, did you try it? Of course. How did it go? <laughs> I did not feel enlightened. I felt like I just like I had water up my nose. It's, it's like when you go uh, like do a backflip in a swimming pool, and you're just like, "Oh God, that was a bad decision." Oh, yeah. Immediately. Would you know? Uh, you know Ram Dass mm-hmm. and his guru Maharaji. Yeah, he. I, I forget. I can't. I, someone was talking about Maharaji, and they asked him, "Did he make you?" This is like some enlightened guru who. This Maharaji, he influenced a lot of Westerners who went, uh, e- like, east to find like themselves and religion and God during mm-hmm. like the LSD experiments in the sixties. Uh, so they found this guy, and then they came, they came back with a lot of his knowledge. And one of the people asked him if they if he made them do like the same practices that like he would have local Indians do. Right. And he, they said no, it's because it's like well their body was built differently than yours, so the this the process that you have to go to become to to merge in with everything yeah. is going to be different because your 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 body's different, your culture's different, everything exactly. about you is different, and that doesn't yeah. make it wrong or better or worse. It's just different path. So for some people, that might be a, a good spiritual practice, or even yeah. like the Eucharist, whatever it is, like the mm. the body and bread, like whatever it is that like gets you there, gets you there. Yeah, you know, and like it, you're you're the only one who's going to know what your path is. And you just have to follow it honestly and truthfully. I think a lot of a lot of trouble that gets wrapped up in that type of thing is like finding finding it for yourself, but also like like my cousin put it the one time he uh, he was dating this girl and he was really Christian, but she was kind of like on the fence about what she believed in. He said, "I don't want to be her Jesus," you know. And I'm like, "That's I understand where you're coming from like that. You don't want to 
you don't want to take someone who's in a very vulnerable place and then just well do to and them what happened to you right, right? or feed them a reli- right feed them a religion right. because and they make them feel it. obligated too because it's someone right. that you love and you're taking right. their word for its weight yeah that's the problem is i think it's so hard because how do you train like his kids are so emotional like i can say kids because i'm fucking 30 now but yeah. like you know just being young and you're so like you're hormone 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 hormonal you like just having struggles in school like whatever it is like you're just life is a fucking mess and like you you haven't been here long enough to figure out what you are even you know like and so it's how do you explain to a kid it's like listen like you're here for spiritual quest to kind of figure out like who you know your own spot of divinity how do you do that you know like do you you explain that to them so they get a head start no i think i think you know what i my mom didn't I wasn't raised with any like spiritual practices, but my mom was like an incredibly spiritual person because yeah. she's like, he'll just find it, you know, like mm-hmm. the light's just going to come to you if you're a person who like looks for it, yeah. you know, and like not every person has to be a go and sit under trees in the forest until like they pop in, you know, right, like right. it's, it's just, Ramdas has this great quote of like, there's two people. There's the people that are on the spiritual path and people who don't realize they're on the spiritual path, <laughs> you know. And that that's cool. That that's not that's not supposed to be a condescending statement saying that one's right or the other. It's, no, no, it's not. No. It's just that. And again, the spiritual path is has been so bastardized in that term or whatever. Hmm. But whatever we're doing here is a holy thing. It's hmm. a it's a wonderful thing. And we know that when we're having like meaningful conversations or like tonight we had a you know a, a show and a live stream and. It you know it it gives us a purpose and a drive forward and I I like I said earlier I just think that we can't live without that communion right. that sense of uh, I don't know I've never not felt welcome mm-hmm. most most places places to be honest like I just make myself at home anywhere I am right but at the same time like especially I'm around the same like not even the same people don't have to be knowingly on their spiritual path to be a person who's at peace I know plenty of people who Mm-hmm. a pleasure to be around but they're still damned inside but right it's yeah and yeah yeah i mean i think it's again like it, it it's not for everything or it's not for everybody but it's just no, it's like, for everybody it's <laughs> just they gotta find their own way to do it i guess that's true and i think well and it's like i was thinking more about like i, I again it's just, i just always go back to it. it's like you just gotta be the truest version of yourself and like I think everything else, like the mm. metaphors, the myths, the religious whatever that yeah. you have to encounter or not encounter, it will it'll come to it, you know? Because they're I like, feel like the like the, the what you've gone with this this topic here might be the cleanest. I guess that's the best word I can use. The cleanest term to use mm. nowadays is home. Mm-hmm. Find your home, right? Your home base. Your I don't know your. Whatever you're back back to that place yeah, again, like religios, like exactly. the reconnection to. It's a place where, like, well, people think like it's like when you're at home alone, like, oh, sweet, I can just be the ugliest version of myself. No one's gonna know. I'm like, I'm not gonna put my makeup on. I'm gonna wear my sweatpants backwards on purpose, just because I can. Because everything is accepted here and everything's okay. I don't have yeah. to worry about judgment because I'm mm-hmm. here by myself in my home, and you don't have to worry about like someone busted in or something like that. Right. So the question is then is how do you take that into your everyday life? That mentality of like I'm here without judgment, I'm welcomed, I'm accepted. And obviously there's a lot of like outside forces that right. like would like tell you that that's not true and even mm-hmm. internal ones. But like again that's part of the work is just learning to 
overcome those and I think it's an contrast. Yeah, and abs- I mean, we could sit here and talk about like paradox all day, but I feel like we did a good job of like wrapping mm-hmm. it back up to the religious thing. So, mm-hmm. anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap this thing up? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just def- to touch back on what I said earlier about vulnerability, I think that's it's a really under undersold thing that people really need to realize the benefit of because to be vulnerable is like even just as an artist especially in our in our form to write something down to feel it and then just to have your ego checked by everybody and once it's out there it just there's no because like you said before you've got thoughts in your head you can mull them over it's Mm -hmm. fine no one Mm -hmm. knows about them they're safe Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. once you made them concrete and there's something that has been expelled into the universe and there's nothing you can do to change it and people are gonna other egos are gonna attack that chunk of ego that you left out there yeah. but at the same time you just gotta accept them for what they are too and it's just you yep so I guess what I mean to say is if someone if someone is being vulnerable and it's like telling something to you about themselves or they're sharing anything with you don't don't dismiss anything as insignificant because that's to assume that something is better than anything else when right. it's, it's all the same. Don't right. don't write anyone off. Right. Or yeah. yourself. Right. All right. Uh, ben, I love you so much. Thanks you for coming on here, buddy. This is social distancing. Uh, <laughs> we washed our hands before, but we didn't. We um, but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much if you watched all the way to the end. We lost video in the middle there, so I'm going to have to like splice it all together. So... If you got through that, thank you for being uh, brave. The audio will be fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, an, it's another, like, I can see it, like, just even being a spiritual practice of me not wanting to, like, get upset that it happened on episode one. But it's like, yeah. listen, man, like, you don't think you're going to make a mistake. Here's episode you know? point three. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle. All right, gang, I uh, wish I had, like, a closing tagline, but I'm sure that'll come along eventually. But uh, take good care. Take good care. And, uh. I don't know. Just take good care. Good night, everybody.